And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of the Truth Radio Show. Outofthelimitsradio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. For the first time in seven years, we're welcoming back to the program a very respected and powerful metaphysical teacher. Let us begin tonight's show. It is a great honor to welcome back to our show for the first time in seven years, Chris Krepsik. A lot of people know him as the Hooded Sage. He's a metaphysical teacher. He is a person who's helped heal thousands of individuals, and he also worked very closely with Stuart Wilde, who I consider to be one of the most beloved teachers of all time. You can learn more about Chris by going to his website, thehoodedsage.com. Chris, welcome back to our show. Thank you, Ryan. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Hey, before we uh, go in and start asking you some questions about what's going on in the world, I want to tell everyone the very first time I met you, and that was in Las Vegas in 2009, and <laughs> I got to Vegas, and the first thing that happens is that, uh, you know, a couple of hookers walk up to me and they're like, do you want to do you, do you wanna get together? I'm like, I don't know. I'm here on a retreat to try to cleanse my soul, so I don't think it's a good idea. Anyway, <laughs> it's like the first thing that happened. And then that first night, you were doing uh, some healings, and you walked right up to me, and you said these words I'll never forget. You're like, are you evil? Are you good? You don't even know. And I was like, oh, my God, what if I'm a serial killer? Because I don't remember saying goodbye <laughs> to those, those ladies in the lobby. But it was profound, and it actually had a lasting impact because it always made me wonder, you know, are we necessarily good or are we necessarily evil? And then it made me think about something that this gentleman, Jordan Peterson, said. And he is a um, you know, renowned psychologist. And he says that, well, if you can't have an imagination for evil, if you can't really entertain the idea and know that you possess some of these evil qualities, how do you expect to engage it? How do you expect to recognize the evil? Because he basically, I think, was right. saying that if you're just too much into the whole goody little two-shoes thing, you're never going to get to see it, and you're going to be a, a, a sheep for that. I'm curious, from your perspective and having engaged with both the light and the dark, where do you see that? <laughs> well, you have to embrace your shadow. You have to accept it. You know, by embrace it and accepting it, I don't mean that a person should perpetuate it. Um, it's just about recognizing yourself through introspection and examining your own emotional and mental processes and understanding your um, basically your attitudes and inner feelings towards yourself and the world around you and understanding why you have those and where they came from. And uh, you know, a lot of people say that evil doesn't really even exist, but it, I would say that the only true sin would be intentionally harming someone. You know, people that say that there is no evil I mean, basically, you're saying anything goes and that we should be allowed to do anything we want to to anybody we want to do. 
at any time. You know what I mean? Which that it just can't be right. <laughs> Basically, the spiritual journey is about um, identifying celestial attitudes within yourself and just being loving and kind. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but at the same time, if you can have all that kindness and compassion, is it worthwhile kind of studying the, the nature of evil? And are you necessarily a, a bad person if you have some of those tendencies within yourself? I, I wonder if that's just human nature to experience a wide variety of emotions and wide variety of feelings. Yeah, you can't really blame a person, but, you know, curiosity also killed the cat. So you have to be cautious with it. You know, you don't want to flirt. You don't want to flirt with darkness because there's a lot more darkness than what people realize. It's not just their own psychological attitudes. There are um, dark forces out there. There are dark spirits out there. And if you flirt with that kind of stuff, you can you can draw those things in and find yourself um, in a corner or in a situation that you don't necessarily want to be in. Um, you know, I, I think a person has to accept the fact that everybody is parts of light and dark. I mean, we all have that within us to some degree. Um, but what it comes down to is what do you want to cultivate? What do you want to align to? And of course, I always teach that we want to align to celestial inner sentiments, which develops the quality of our own light and our own vibration into faster vibrational um, levels of consciousness. I mean, you, you were mentioning before about how a person can kind of cultivate the darkness. What are some of the ways that people do it, maybe consciously or unconsciously? And um, also, and it's a two-part question, but what is the origin of this other evil? Like, where, where does this evil entities come from? Are they from here? Are they, are they part of the universe? I mean, what, what, are they, what is their origin? I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say everything is from here, but the primary darkness that rules this world comes from human beings. I mean, there are etheric entities projected by control. I mean, any form of control um, over others and manipulation, that's a form of darkness on an etheric energy level and physical level as well. I mean, darkness is darkness. And basically, darkness is a lack of light. <clears throat> Enlightenment is basically just aligning to the inner light within yourself and having an appreciation for the life force in all things. And... Um, you know, nurturing that instead of having any desire to pervert it or destroy it. But darkness is like an infection that gets in a person's mind and builds up. And they, if they never really process their shadow or their darkness, um, it just it basically coagulates and restricts their energy and life force more and more and more and eventually just collapses in on them. But which is strange because this world is basically ruled by very dark forces at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I was and, I wanted uh, to ask you that and see, like, all, visually speaking, what do you see? I mean, what do you see right now? Because, I mean, 2009, it felt like the whole world was different. And mm -hmm. I know there was a lot of stuff happening. I mean, we, of course, there was a massive regression on civil liberties. But now it's like you have these government things they can control and own your body. And, that, and then you've got these people uh, you, you, your, your fellow neighbors that all of a sudden they're on board they, they don't like you know they're completely um, going to fight for a, a woman's right to get an abortion because it's her body her choice but at the same time they want you to get vaccinated because they think that they have control over it right. it's just it's weird just strange yeah. <laughs> what, we're, what we're observing here is the evolution of fear um, I've been uh, preaching about the world being controlled by fear for a long time um, but what that does is it evolves, and actually it's more like devolving. Human beings are actually devolving, not evolving. But basically we're watching the evolution of fear take over so much to the point that 
it's gone to a state of total global hysteria. You know, things like mandatory mask mania, as I call it, that was caused by the general population. When, when the pandemic first broke out, if there even is one, when it first broke out, the World Health Organization, the CDC, were recommending that people not wear masks unless they actually had an infection. They were, they were telling people not to wear masks. They weren't telling people to stay home either. They were telling people to stay home if they had infection. Basically, what they were trying to do was alleviate um, the hospitals from being bombarded because 80% of the people showing up at the hospitals didn't need medical treatment. That's why the hospitals were overrun. But you're living in a society that's based on fear, and up to 90% of all hospital visits are based on stress anyway. So when you announce that there's a global pandemic of a virus, what do you think is going to happen? People are going to flock to the hospitals, <laughs> even if they don't need attention. And that's what was happening. So they said, they said to stay at home if you have symptoms. Take care of yourself, just like with any other cold. Okay? They never said to wear the masks either, but the mask wearing thing happened because everybody was so afraid. They started panic buying and wearing masks in public. Everybody else is looking around. And human see, human do. So they were just imitating each other. And then months later, the, the WHO and the CDC changed their story, basically just going along with the masses. Just because people, the, the mob mentality decided, hey, we should wear masks. So it's just totally insane when you sit back and observe it and observe the timeline on, the timeline on how it all happened and unfolded. It's just fear taking over. And, of course, the mainstream media – you know, they grab any little negative thing or anything that can spark fear in others, and they just run with it. So they were bullet pointing all this stuff on, you know, stay at home, wear a mask, da 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 They were just drilling people with the fear and negativity, and not only that, the death rate. And so just, it, just, it was just fear upon fear upon fear, and uh, people have now put themselves in a position, sadly, to where they've sacrificed their, their right. Everything. You know, and some, country, some countries are worse than others, you know. And it's it's all from that little little infection called fear. It it seems like it's really and crazy. Some countries it? are worse. Some countries have it worse than we do. I mean, we I have know. it pretty good where I'm at. I've only had to wear a mask three times, and the only reason I did because I didn't want to embarrass my kids when I went to see them. Because <laughs> I don't I don't comply with that nonsense. Is there a know, vi- is there a visualization of it though? Is there a visualization of that fear? Because um, you know, and it's just. I wonder if you, because you remember yeah, you were talking about yeah, the fractal codes. Black is there like a lot of brat, black fractal codes around people who are just immersed in the fear? Yeah, fractal. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a person's energy field. That ha- it's your energy field is basically a flowing system of light and geometrical codes. Okay. Now, the, prior to the vaccinations, everybody was in that state of fear, and it looks like black grids around their face and eyes, like with black goggles almost, or other parts of their body can have. It's like black um, energies in it, you know, which is actually kind of common for everybody because that's basically what healing is, uh, is removing those black codes to where a person's energy is open and flowing and it develops more light and vibrational speed. So it's faster. The black condenses. um, It's like a grid that was around people's faces. Now that they've gotten these shots that they're doing, and I don't want to call it a vaccination because it's not. It's not a vaccination, and I've said that from the start as well. It does not stop the spread, okay? It does not stop you from getting infected. So by definition, it's not a vaccination. It's a biological agent. They're trying to program people on, uh, you know, a cellular level, 
with the, especially with the mRNA um, shots and things like that, they're trying to program people on a very, very out of genetic level. That's what they're attempting. We're in the middle of the biggest, biggest scientific experiment ever. And it's gone directly to live human trials because prior to this coronavirus, COVID-19, most bio, bio tech companies had given up on mRNA development altogether because they could never get to pass, pass the part of it hurting the animals they were testing it on. That's what the information is. kind of ironic, isn't it? And they, and they want you to get it and they want, to get, they, want to, they want your kids to have this too. It's, this is, yeah, it's just nonsense. It's cutting edge of evil. But here's the thing, though. Is they're, they're, yeah, they're changing their story after the fact, though. Okay? That was what was known about mRNA um, studies prior to this virus. Afterwards, of course, <laughs> this thing's about control, money, and power. Afterwards, of course, they're going to change their tune, and they're going to come out with other information saying, oh, no, 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 you know, we've, we've been trying this for a long time. This is safe. This is safe, blah, blah, blah. They're going to promote it. You know, they're not going to tell you the truth. They weren't telling people the truth in the beginning anyway. And so they're, they're, the, the whole thing has just become so over the top um, of people just believing whatever they're told that they are just willing to allow themselves to become lab rats. That's what it's become. <laughs> I, I don't see any other way that a person could look at that. It's totally experimental. They're going to say, no, it's not experimental, but it's totally experimental. Right. You know, and all of these companies have been granted um, immunity from being prosecuted if anything goes wrong. And some people get this shot and they're, they're dying or they're getting bad um, side effects. They aren't going to promote that. You know, they're going to promote what they want to promote and what they want people to know. They're not going to promote the downsides. They're not going to promote the things that are going to stop people from getting this shot. And they're going to they're going to enforce this by taking away people's liberties. You know, like you may they may not come to your door, hold you down and give you the shot, but they're going to say, hey, you can't go to the out in stores. You can't go out in the public. You can't travel. You can't do this. You can't go to school unless you have this shot and these records that prove that you do. That's how they're going to enforce it. It's, it's basically passive compliance. They want everybody to passively comply to what they're being told. So they're going to take away everybody's freedoms. And if you don't get the shot, you can't do anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's not something I'm going to, to tolerate. I know some people aren't going to tolerate. But I, I remember reading about – I know Stuart used to write about this. And if you used to write about it as well, he talked about something called the Aluna, which was a place or a, I guess a, a dimension – that would show. Yeah, it's basically it's basically a mirror world. Yeah. Mirror, and in that world, I mean, visual speaking, didn't things that happen in that world eventually happen in our world? And if that's the case, have you been able to look into that world lately and see what is going to ultimately happen in our world? Yes, it doesn't really happen exactly like that. Though. I wouldn't say everything that happens in there happens here, at least not the same, exactly the same, because those worlds are often over exaggerated. Um, expressions of things. That's why visions aren't always 100% correct on how they actually manifest in the physical earth plane. But I've been working in those worlds for years, basically with something what we call a Luna fighting, which is going in there and basically <laughs> um, fighting dark forces to clear things away. And that's kind of how you help people evolve, really. And that's what healing is too. You, it's basically taking on dark forces, clearing them from a person's energy field or the collective subconsciousness basically and but beyond the beyond the subconscious 
the subconscious right now is riddled where some people aren't even having visions anymore. And I consider that to be a protection for them because things have gone so dark and dangerous in there that you don't really want to go in there. Um, but the, the sub the collective subconscious exists as an etheric field. It's an etheric energy field and everybody, um, their, their astral double or their spiritual self, whatever you want to call it, exists on those worlds now while that person is alive in the physical plane. Okay. And in those worlds, it's a reflection of their inner feelings. And as I've said, the collective subconscious is and this system is ruled by fear. That's what those worlds are full of. They're full of fear. They're full of people's um, uh, emotions, um, anger, hate, all that kind of stuff, fear, as well as their perversions. It's their a reflection of their underlying inner feelings. Now you take that into a collective level. It's like, well, how's that manifesting in this world? <laughs> it, it's basically hit ground level to where it's happening in broad daylight. People are afraid. They're walking around so afraid that they're afraid to talk to each other. They're afraid to touch, which is not normal. You know, they're locking each other up. And that's another thing stupid about the um, about the uh, self isolating or self quarantining and all that crap is that these places are saying they're doing it for people's health, but that's one of the worst things you could do for a person's health, lock them up oh, yeah. and isolate them. Absolutely. <laughs> it's everything, everything people are being told is ass backwards from the way um, it should be or what is, or what is right um, or what is healthy for them. And it's all based on fear and it's all based off of the hiss of the snake, the news media pushing um, to basically control the populace. It's insane. It's the it's the most insane thing I've ever seen. But if you want to rule the world, you need a global crisis, and that's what they've come out with. All they really did was pick a coronavirus and run with it and promote it, because people were dying from coronaviruses and other infections every day of the year prior to all of this coming out. It's just never been promoted to such an unprecedented level before. It's over the top. They just grabbed a crisis and said, hey, let's promote this. And scare everybody. Yeah, and they push it out. And you know what? It's kind of weird in one way because I've lost. Well, I would say I have people, I have friends that were a lot that are alive, but I've, I've lost. I'd say about eighty percent of the people I knew. Like that, they, they just lost in contact because they, they got completely immersed in this fear and they don't talk to them anymore. And it's not, I'm not the only person. Like I think people who are aware and awake to this, I've talked to others and they said they've lost a number of their friends too. That just kind of like went, like they became zombies. That's what this whole thing reminds me of The Walking Dead. Yeah. What are some of the reasons why uh, some people didn't get caught up in this Kool Aid? Because I, I, I don't know. I, I never believed it at all, but it was beyond mental. It was like um, so, so spiritual, strong belief that I had. It just, right. And and I'm just some regular guy. But there are other people that are considered, you know, uh, you know, teachers and leaders that, that seem to be way more experienced than do meditations and they hook line sinker are on board with, with with these vaccines i mean i don't see any major religion in, in, across the world that is condemning this i'm just confused about that why did why did majority fall and why did such a few not get wrapped up in this hysteria your perspective well that, that's a complex that's a complex question but as i said before um there's been a big push for the past 60 years, 50 or 60 years um, of political correct nonsense being programmed into people's minds of wanting 
um, everybody in society to support the ideology of their governments. They want total control, and they call you politically correct, dirty names if you don't go along with the consensus, right? So regardless of what you're told, they want you to believe them, and that's the way it is. And there's been a big push to take meaning out of language over this period of time because it basically comes down to um, being programmed into not being able to think for yourself. It's a mind control thing. Now, so you – and the, you have to understand the majority follows that. The majority follows what they're told. They follow the programming. They can't believe that their government would ever harm them because that's not possible, is it? The government would never do anything that would harm their population. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they've the only killed 200 left. million people. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're the leading cause of death after marriage. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, it's just so, you know, you got to laugh a little bit. Uh, otherwise, you would just break down and cry, you know. But uh, it, it's funny on one hand. But on the other hand, this stuff really happened now to a point to where people have basically, reality's never going to be the same. You know, and yeah. uh, I feel sorry for Ireland because I love Ireland. My wife's Irish, and we used to spend a lot of time over there, but I haven't been over there for almost two years. And you can't go anywhere there without having your your uh, vaccination uh, app on your phone, you know, and the majority of them are, are going with it to where they're trying to they're trying to get everybody to have this vaccination, which is entirely crazy because you do not enforce vaccinations for a virus that has a 99% survival rate. I know. That's the real insanity of it. Even if it's you're crazy. over 70, <laughs> you, you have a around a nine, what is it, 97% chance of survival if you're over 70? Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, guess you, what? People, go ahead. No, it's, no, just saying it's insane. Like you have a higher chance of, of dying by being in a car or you have a higher chance of being struck by lightning in some way, some situation. Well, maybe not by lightning, but at least driving in a car than getting this thing. It's crazy. We're dying from this thing. Yeah, I can't. I can't trust any of the numbers anymore because they were. I've said from the beginning they were hyperinflated and over exaggerated. Uh, especially the death rate number, the case rates. Oh my God! The reason why the case rates are so high is because people get money for them. But the death rates, especially because that's what the media uses. You know, every day it's like death rate, death rate, death rate. This this amount of deaths, that amount of deaths. Well, those kind of deaths were already happening anyway, but <clears throat> whether or not they're related to the coronavirus was hyperinflated. And um, the, the World Health Organization from January 21st to August 16th of 2020, they released like 209 daily, they called them situation reports. And they were very fancy, well done graphic design, um, charts, graphs, all of that kind of stuff to visually represent and promote this entire agenda that they they were shooting for, and they were promoting all these these deaths basically in case numbers. Okay, well, they did that for 209 reports, and then one day they just quit doing the reports and switched their whole campaign to promoting how well they were doing and ask for money. <laughs> to where they were trying to raise money. But what they didn't tell you, and what probably most people don't know, is they also came out with and released a errata um, report, which is um, the mistakes and errors made by their calculations 
and the government agencies that were reporting to them. And we're talking about huge numbers of mistakes that were made in all these numbers they were releasing. But they aren't going to promote that. They're not going to go back and tell you, oh, by the way, not as many people died that day. That number was wrong. We're sorry. We said 12,000 people died that day, but that's not true. <laughs> but they're not going to promote that. And this report that they came out with that information, it wasn't done fancy. This was just a little black and white line listing. Nothing fancy to promote any of it or to educate anybody. It was basically, and if that's not a cover-up, I don't know what is. Yeah, but, but, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't understand why it's happening, but I'm like wondering from like a you know spiritual perspective. Because I mean, you've written a lot and talked a lot about the Matrix, Matrix of Control, and trying to breaking out of this thing. And I, you know, it's kind of strange, and because working with people like Ron Paul and listening to Gerald Salente and some of these other really passionate freedom advocates, they've all been talking about the financial collapse. Stuart talked about the financial collapse, and I'm wondering if that's going to right. bust things open and maybe give humanity a reprieve because it'll be so painful. Maybe people will, the, the controllers will lose control. But I, I mean, based on what you feel, based on what you visually see as far as the etheric codes go, I mean, is this humanity's destiny? Are we going to be dragged down into this global totalitarian rule and there's only going to be like the small minority of people who are going to resist and our lives are going to be hell. Is this what the, the destiny uh, of this particular world is like? I mean, I can't imagine that all worlds and all planets are peaceful. I imagine that some planets, you know, have hell worlds on them and some planets, you know, they have people that were they're given a choice and a test. And I wonder if this particular planet, a collective humanity ultimately is failing. They didn't fight hard enough because I feel like that's where it's going. I mean, <laughs> Well, that's a, that's a, there's a lot of truth to that. Okay. Um, you asked a lot of questions, and, and let me answer a few of those because um, what you're what you're talking about is a huge <laughs> a huge level of different things. One of the things is okay. Wh what I call it, I call it is this is the rise of the welfare state. Okay, now what you're saying about equality and all that kind of stuff, <clears throat> you have to be very cautious about that. Because basically what you're doing is if everybody was on equal scale welfare, uh, as far as welfare goes, then what you're talking about is being totally controlled by the system. Okay, so you're saying on one hand, you're saying everybody needs to be, I don't know, like financially supported or whatever. But on the other hand, what you're not realizing is when you do something like that, you are handing yourself to totalitarian society. If everybody's equal financially. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't. And there, there's a big yeah. push to create this welfare state. That's why they've been shutting down the economy. They've been sending people checks. They've been ungodly amounts of money have been spent and sent to supporting um, primarily businesses and big, huge corporations. Once you do all of that kind of stuff, though, you're taking away. You're taking away. I know some people think capitalism is bad, but what you're, what you're doing, basically, you're talking about communism, man. You're talking about Marxism. You're talking about things like that taking over, you know, how those how those ideologies got to where they're in control of the American um, economic system is beyond me. But it's over the top. That's nuts. And um, so, yeah, on one hand, yeah, you want everybody to be free and liberated and all that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, you have to understand that there's a huge amount of people that are just following along like brain dead puppets and they don't necessarily want to apply themselves. But you have to be very, very careful because we're on a very fine line at the moment between everything falling into this totalitarian state, and it would definitely the, – a, a welfare state is 
a totalitarian state. There's no freedom. Once you have a totalitarian state and a welfare state, um, you're basically following the attitudes of dictatorships and other totalitarian societies from the past. And it means you sacrifice all your freedoms and become totally subservient to obeying without question. Does that make sense? It does make sense. When I... Okay. Yeah. Now, on the other, one of the other things that you mentioned in there as to why this is all happening, okay, on a bigger metaphysical scale, what's happening is you're also seeing the rise of the global shadow. That's what this is. Control seeks more control. That's the nature of control. So we're living in a system that it's become more and more controlling, especially over the past 50, 60 years. And <laughs> what's happening is it's evolving into more and more control, more and more uh, manipulation, more and more, I mean, just total domination of society. Not only their belief patterns, but now it's to the point of dominating what they can physically do. But it all comes from programming their minds. And that global shadow has to rise, has to surface in order for people to really see it. Because nobody's going to stand up, nobody's going to stand up against it if their bellies are well fed. You know, that's, you learn that from the history, we'll show you that. You keep the people down, they, they won't cut off the heads of the, the elite in charge of the thing if, if they're fed. So that goes hand in hand with the welfare thing. You keep people fed, nobody's going to rise up. <coughs> but the rise of the global shadow has to happen in order for it to be recognized, processed, healed and transformed it has to happen because that's the that's that's what control does it eventually collapses in on itself so from a collective point of view um it's it's basically suffocating itself do you know what i mean it's yeah, like in it, the system becoming more and more controlling it's suffocating itself it's destroying its economy it's destroying Destroying everything, but then there's some people who just willingly kind of go with it. I, I I cannot believe that more people aren't aren't standing up. I mean, what are you? What are they so afraid of? I mean, like you know, every person I've ever talked with that has ever had a near death experience has said death is the greatest thing that will ever happen to you. It's the it's the most wonderful experience of your lifetime, and like compared to I guess being dead, this is this is I guess this is hell. I guess being in a physical body, walking around. So I, I just don't understand why I wish more people would just you know recognize this because if you just step up a little bit. Have, a, have like two percent courage. We could change things, but this shadow, right. I guess, well, coming out. I, you have to understand, uh, Ryan, that yeah. there's a a large portion of the world are uh, <laughs> they are like brain dead puppets, man. They don't really think for themselves. The system doesn't want critical thinkers. They don't want alternative thinkers. Um, fear, as I said, is massive, and a large portion of the world are actually possessed to a certain degree. I've had several conversations with uh, friends who are psychic, and they believe that there is a possession going on. It seems like people are possessed. Is um, is there any? What, what is there any or, myth? Where's that? Do you know where that origin is coming from? Is it? Are there beings that are um, from alternative dimensions that want to ultimately control humanity, subjugate humanity for, for just the sake of you know an etheric treat, or are they just doing it because it's something part of a greater agenda? I guess. Well, like. I can tell you right now, there are etheric beings that feed on people's fear and darkness. <clears throat> I've been to, uh, I've been to, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if we want to get into that too far or not. <laughs> we can go as far as we but, want, because you know, it is, we're going to we'll go as deep. We, we go, we seek the light, we seek the dark. We go anywhere. 
All right. Well, here's a story for you. I went to uh, Stuart and I went on a job one time um, to clean the energy of a spot down in uh, Ecuador. And there was this church down there. I'm not going to say which one or anything like that because I don't want to create too much of a ruckus. But anyways, we were going in there to uh, clean the energy up a bit. And I was watching the confessional booths, you know, just from a distance. And there were etheric entities that were hovering above these things and just basically sucking up darkness from people's confessions. <laughs> it was one of the strangest things I've ever seen, but there it was. I mean, I can't deny I didn't see it. It was right there. And I've noticed that a lot since then. Once you pay attention to it, you can kind of notice it. The people will feed off of each other as well. People will sit there, and uh, people, you have to understand people aren't just physical bodies. You're not just your body. You're not just your mind. You actually are a multidimensional spiritual being of etheric energies, etheric tubes, flowing energies. Um, it's multidimensional. It's kind of hard to explain um, over a phone line, but um, people are multidimensional beings, okay? And when you're connected with somebody, energy, there's a transference of energy happening. And when you hear of people feeding off of other people, it's true. There's energy being sucked up and absorbed by the other person. And people can actually sustain themselves on that. That's like, they're like human vampires, basically. They aren't necessarily sucking blood, but they're sucking energy from other individuals. And they feed on it. Um, the aggression, they feed on fear, they feed on sadness. You know, any, any basic human emotion emits uh, an etheric force as well. It's not just a psychological thing. It emits a force, and that force can affect other people. And what you're dealing with is a system that is predominantly dominated by darkness, okay? When it comes down to it, un basically unprocessed, unprocessed uh, emotions, unprocessed opinions, subconscious programming, and people, because not everybody's on the spiritual journey. You know what I mean? So you get the, the majority who have been following entertainment for most of their lives. They're more interested in watching movies than they are in developing their spiritual perception. Do you understand that? Yeah. So when you get when you when you get the masses that are going to all they want is they want their food on the table and they want their TV entertainment or or whatever they're into as far as their entertainment, which is you know largely television and movies and stuff like that. But when you live like that and have absolutely no involvement in say processing your shadow what do you think is going to happen when you face crisis your shadow is going to come out so yeah. this crisis was basically created by um the powers that be or whatever but it activates everybody else's shadow so they immediately fall into fear even people that i know of even people that are good people doesn't necessarily mean they don't have those fears inside doesn't mean they don't necessarily have those control issues inside. A lot of this is control issue as well. A lot of it's specialist trips. You see people walking around with their masks on like it's a fashion statement. I know. Isn't it weird? The people that, <laughs> yeah, it's strange. <laughs> you know, if last year, if you would have wore a mask or the year before that, if you would have wore a mask out into public and wanted to store, you would have got arrested. <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden, everybody's just allowed to wear a mask and everybody looks like criminals now. It's like everybody's walking around like a ninja. So it's just strange, the transformation that's happened over the past year and a half. <laughs> and it's all based off of fear and unprocessed human emotions, but also dictated and guided and ruled by the system at, at the top of it all. But that system is made up of human beings as well.
you know, but there are dark spirits that do speak into people's minds. And there are dark forces that are, that are pushing this agenda for total global domination and control. Chris, when it comes to that and people getting these messages from these dark beings, I guess that they're trying to control people from your perspective is if you look at, um, I don't know the the psychology and the deeper meaning behind righteous anger, whereas a person sees these government slobs, these sociopaths trying to control others, trying to harm others, and to the average person, they they kind of go along with it like sheep; they just don't even resist. But then there are other people who who see it and they get really pissed off, and they want to resist, they want to yeah. push back because they know, you know, these these sociopaths. They understand, you know, being pushed back. Like a bully does, won't stop bullying you until you, you smack him in the face. I don't care. There's yeah, no, there's that's no, on a, yeah. So when it yeah, comes to that yeah. righteous anger, um, how, what is the, I mean, I, I want to ask you, is, is that something that is considered uh, celestial in, in some ways? Is it, is it good? Is it, is it healthy to have that? If, and, it, and is it actually very disturbing and, un, and unhealthy if you don't have that at this point? Well, actually, it is kind of disturbing if you don't have that. Cause basically, what it means is that you've just allowed yourself to be abused in any way, shape, or form that the government sees fit. You have a right to survival. You have a right to breathe. You have a right to not get this vaccination. You have a right to not put a mask on your face. You have a right to live. And when somebody dominates and controls that to the point of um, dictating how you are going to live, um, you have the right to say no to that. And if you don't say no, then basically you've just become a docile, programmed puppet. You're allowed to have your own perception. You're allowed to live. What they're doing now is totally over the top and taking away the very, very, very basic um, aspects of life itself. You know, And it's just an over-the-top ego trip arrogance of the system thinking that they have that much power to control every single human being and you're going to have a huge amount of people that rise up and say hey no we ain't going to follow this crap and i've been saying this for years that if these guys aren't careful what they're doing (laughs) there's going to be civil wars and stuff happening because certain people ain't going to tolerate it i'm not saying every country's going to have that because a lot of countries are just folding they're just going okay we're doing what we're told (laughs) which is you know, it's just weird and strange, but I don't really see, I don't really see every, every, I certainly don't see America doing something like that. America's, there's enough Americans that are going to stand up and say, no, this ain't right. We're not going to do that. You know, they're not going to just be, they're not just going to cave in to whatever the government tells them, uh-huh. you know, but it's going to be a challenging, it's going to be a challenging several years. This thing ain't, it's not going to be over. Um, it's not going to be over just because people want it to go away. You know, you can't just hold your breath and hope it leaves. This thing is changing reality. You know, so you're going to see, um, and I've been telling people also, we call it the war, World War III, um, is the war between the vax and the unvax. And what that means is <laughs> the, this is not going to be country versus country. This is like citizen versus citizen. This is like person versus person, even within their own families. I've already seen um, – People that have gotten divorces, left their partners because one wants the vaccination, one doesn't, and they have these feelings so strongly that it's causing uh, a divide right down the center of, center of humanity, basically, even down to the personal relationship level. 
And the thing about it is the aggressors are, are the vaccinated. The aggressors are the vaccinated because the unvaccinated think you should be free enough to make your own choice. But the vaccinated don't care what you think. They want you vaccinated. <laughs> they want to enforce it. Oh, yeah. They and want so to the, citizen, the citizen has become the agent of the system on the ground level. They're the enforcers. They, they are the enforcers and businesses are the enforcers because businesses are owned by human beings and businesses are enforcing it and um, human beings are enforcing it, you know, peer pressure. You know, socially acceptable behavior, you know, not fitting into society. Well, it's all peer pressure. They're trying to get everybody to be vaccinated. They're the aggressors. And the resistance is people who refuse to get vaccinated. I'm not doing that. It's my body. You can't tell me what to do with my body. You know, this would be considered a crime. But and I've heard people saying, what about the what, what do you call it? Nuremberg cases or Nuremberg code or whatever it's called. Unfortunately, that's not a law. It's just a code, which some countries have based um, their laws upon. But who are you going to prosecute when every when every major government is involved in um, carrying this stuff out and having their citizens do it? Do you know what I mean? And the, the doctors have been granted immunity. The the pharmaceutical companies have all been granted immunity. So who's who are you going to prosecute? You can't prosecute. What it's going to take, it's going to take people to rise up and do something bigger on a bigger scale. You know, they're going to have to resist and say no to this stuff. And, you know, I can't tell you how that's going to turn out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but <laughs> I think it's going to be more than like more than psychological. I wonder if it's if there's any kind of, you know, beings that are out there or. Um, like, it is. It's a spirit. spiritual war between yeah. the forces of light and the forces of darkness. That's been happening for years. But it's, it's, it's down on the ground level right now. It's manifesting in the earth plane as these things of th – those things are happening in the other world on a different dimensional level, which not everybody can see. But it's manifesting in this physical plane right here and now as the vax versus the unvax, as the system enforcing control over the population. And where's the forces of light? Yeah, I would love to know where they are. Are they, are they, are they, are they, are they, are they playing golf somewhere? <laughs> They got to be out playing golf. <laughs> Where are they? Well, you, you you have to remember though a lot of this, a lot of the reasons why I, people shouldn't think about that too much though about the forces of light not doing anything because actually you have to understand a lot of this stuff has to happen in order for everybody to realize on a larger, broader scale. You know, and I know people who have gotten the shot that would say they would never do it again because they've had both COVID and the shot, which doesn't make sense because you would have the antibodies in your system anyway. But they're so fearful of it and programmed that they went ahead and got the shot anyway. And what they said was having the COVID um, vaccination – I hate calling it a vaccination, but the COVID shot was worse experience than actually having COVID itself and that they would never do it again. And so it may be that people are going to stand up after going through things like that. Because now what they're wanting to do, because now the CDC and the World Health Organization are realizing that, of course, they knew this already. They knew it wasn't going to stop the infections. They knew it wasn't going to prevent people from spreading COVID. But now what they want to do is implement, you know, like booster shots. Now you have to have this shot. And then after that shot, you're going to have to have this shot. So it's all an attempt to get them to where at any given time, they can just tell you to come down to get your shot so they can inject you with whatever they want to inject you with. And what reason would they have to do that other than to cause mutations? <laughs> you know, 
I wouldn't put it past them to be um, wanting to accomplish something like population control. All of those things could be possible once you have the ability to just enforce everybody to get a shot at any given time you want them to. But the forces of light aren't necessarily going to jump down here and uh, and uh, interfere too much well, because I don't, I don't understand why. I mean, the a, forces a, of darkness—they're interfering with the the the, the, the forces <laughs> of light that have to be held to such high as saying, "Well, we can't interfere." Well, you know then don't expect to be us to sit there and to worship you and to look at you and to look at you for guidance. Quite frankly, Chris, I know this is probably not going to be a politically correct thing, and I know I'm probably going to get in trouble, but I'm really pissed off at the forces of light because I think that, you know, hey, you know, you want – don't be all like, you know, you don't you don't deserve to wear that friggin' halo if you're not going to put some skin in the game. And I think humanity needs some help here because obviously the forces of yeah. darkness seem to care more about humanity in a sick, twisted way because they're involved. They're trying to take over. Obviously, they want something in there, but the forces of light, we're, we need something. And that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, I, I, hear, I, hear what you're, I hear what you're saying, but I'd be careful about that because okay. the other is – the other is the dark forces love to feed on you, okay? The forces of liberation have no desire to control you or feed on you. The forces of, the forces of liberation and light are there for people to align to. The forces of darkness are there to force you to do whatever they want you to do. Do you understand that? Liberation is free and broad. It's expansive. It's not condensed. It's not trying to manipulate you. So the forces of light are there for people to align to them and align to that light, improve their vibrational resonance and all that kind of stuff, but they aren't necessarily going to jump down and interfere because they have no desire to control because control is the manipulators. The control is the forces of darkness. Liberation has no desire to control. The forces of light are the forces of liberation. So although they are dealing with these other forces, it's mainly to help liberate people on an energy level. But what they're also doing is you have to understand that the darkness, the collective darkness has to rise on a global scale in order for it to be processed on a global scale, in order for it to be recognized and seen to where people on an individual level see it for themselves to where it causes a larger collective shift. You know, Because as you said, there's people out there that are saying, hey, what's going on? This is all crazy, you know, not, not want to do it, and they're maintaining their stance and all that kind of stuff. They're maintaining their light. Well, in order for it to happen on a collective larger scale, the darkness has to be presented on a collective larger scale. Got it. Does that make sense? If I'm talking about the bigger, the bigger overall metaphysical evolutionary reason why it's happening and what's happening on an evolutionary scale, on a metaphysical scale, that darkness has to rise. Of which it is. It's here. It's here and now, right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it seems like it's got, it's got some survival. It's, it's surviving a little while longer. Chris, there's one thing I'm really happy about. I'd say really proud of what the Outer Limits of Inner Truth is. The past seven years, our audience has grown. But also, I'd say that the people, at least at the audience, listeners I communicate with, they're fighters. And That's cool. you, you fight. And I want to fight. And I think. And when I went to this Ron Paul conference this past weekend, I heard this beautiful speech by Robert Kennedy Jr. And he was saying, he right. said, we have gone right back to 1776. We are in an age of unprecedented totalitarianism. We have to stand. We have to fight. We have to be loud. And we have to get in the game. And I see that. And I'm wondering, Chris, what can people do, if not become one of your students, what else can they do to really become strong, to become uh, a more effective fighter against the forces of darkness? 
Well, the main thing I would say is to cultivate celestial inner sentiments within themselves. You know, you don't necessarily need to do anything other than center yourself and maintain the quality of your consciousness. You know, you do that with meditation and the, the, the types of philosophies that you believe in. You certainly don't do it by agreeing with the, the program or just passively complying. Uh, a lot of my teachings, though, are about escaping the matrix. I don't necessarily want to lock horns with the system because that just draws you into being part of the matrix. You have to understand both sides of the fight are still matrix to a certain degree. So you have to internalize things into your own stance of light. Um, people are going to rise up and fight this thing. Uh, but actually, the spiritual path is beyond both sides of it anyway, to where you maintain the quality of your light, your consciousness, and you basically observe the whole thing with a mystical grin going, wow, what an interesting evolution, what an interesting reality. Now, I'm totally against the, the control and everything, but as I said, to a degree, it has to pop out to where people see it on a broader scale. And um, it has to happen in order for people to reach a period of light and creativity. You have to remember, like in the dark ages, the dark ages, everybody was getting sick and everything was down and blah, blah, blah. And it was a sickness that became overbearing. And then after that, you had um, periods of enlightenment, you know, like with the Renaissance and things like that, where people were starting to think about love and beauty and such things. So it's just a different, a different time period, a different evolutionary state. Um, people are following the evolutionary path of the rigid human intellect and technology. And um, there's going to be a certain amount of darkness that has to be experienced before people just say, screw it and Good. follow the path of light, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that it has to be something they reach inside. Um, you don't necessarily want to launch a war party <laughs> against the government, because if you try to fight the system, you'll lose. If you try to fight the matrix, if you try to lock horns with the, the matrix, you'll lose. You know, they're, they're, they have the military, they have the control, they have the governments, blah, blah, blah. You need a certain amount of people that engage in that, but their journey may be a little bit different, you know. But you also have to understand, like, people that, people that go after aggressive um, political activism or campaigns are usually just wanting to be the next controllers. <laughs> so even if, they, even, if they, even if they don't want the vaccinations and stuff, which I would agree with their side, it doesn't necessarily mean that they aren't still going to be just another system of control. Well, I was just going to say from a bro broader evolutionary point of view, from a, a deeper spiritual multidimensional point of view, a person has to really sit back and center themselves, develop the quality of their light. And everybody knows what is right with inside of themselves, you know, and a lot of this stuff has to do with uh, divine, divine vengeance or the vengeance of Gaia, you know, like the, uh, the, the consciousness of Gaia, planet earth will balance itself out you have to be cautious not to run out and try to do too much or control it you have to allow nature to take its course and as people align to nature within themselves center themselves not get too hung up on all of the fear campaign out there but just really come back down to earth and uh align to nature that spirituality inside of them will be prevalent and that is the light when you have that light inside. And that's probably why, Ryan, you asked me earlier at the beginning of the conversation, you said, well, why are these people, there's a certain amount of people that they're just not going for it. Yeah. They're just not um, believing what they're told. It's like natural without effort either. Already, 
Yes, it's because they have it naturally inside of them already to a degree. They're already lined to their natural inner self um, more so. The, and they're standing up and they don't want to believe they don't want to be an automaton. They don't want to be a brain dead puppet of the system because they naturally have a connection to spirituality inside of themselves. They may not call themselves spiritual. They may not even go to church. They may not go to any particular religion, but that's not what spiritual is. Spiritual is a connection with the underlying inner feelings of things. It's a natural connection. And so you take all that away and that person's going to feel it like, hey, this isn't natural. This isn't normal. Injecting myself with whatever you say you want me injected with is not normal. It, it, basically, so it's basically it. just about... <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> say I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, you know, the, the, <laughs> I just don't understand. I can't believe how, how dumb people are. Like, I, I, I thought they were dumb before. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like breathtaking. I mean, it's it's kind of weird thing to say. I would say it's almost majestic and beautiful at how as stupid, stupid it is. It's incredible. <laughs> I... Yeah, it's really amazing because <laughs> well, these same people they eat healthy. They're like, oh, you know, don't I don't want to have any of that GMO food, but give me the vaccine. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, people sit there and preach about not having GMO foods, but then they're willing to go and allow themselves to be genetically modified I themselves. Know. It just makes absolutely no sense. Strange. <laughs> this is the strangest life I've ever known. The strangest one. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, we'd love to have you on. We'd love to have you back. And I just want to say, everyone, that I've taken your course before, and when you would do these lessons, they're so comprehensive and so in depth. And I would say that you know, if you go to thehoodedsage.com, you have to have an insatiable curiosity. I think you really just—you're not going to get that, that. You know, people look at the new age stuff like, oh, new age, you know, or it's so far beyond that. It's if it's it's like for people who really are have are seeking. So I have to say I learned so much it, from being on the course. It, it is quite it, it is quite advanced, but I'd also say it's also very very simple. Like the very foundation of it is actually very very simple that anybody could get. But we do cover some more advanced things that you probably ain't going to hear anywhere else. <laughs> but as far as back on the COVID thing and the and vaccinations, all I can really do is just ask that people find the strength within themselves, the light within themselves. And uh, if they, you know, or or pray to whatever God they pray to, but really what it comes down to is just feeling that strength inside of yourself. People have the power. You know, there's a, a lot of power inside of people. All they do is align to it and just um, maintain the quality of their consciousness rather than having their consciousness and their ideas being dictated to them. Mr. Chris Krepsik, metaphysical teacher known as the Hooded Sage. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. I loved uh, having you on the conversation, great insights. Learn more about Chris by going to his website, thehoodedsage.com. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guest, and special thanks as always to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor. Miss Constance Dallas and our social producer Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take care and thank you so much for listening.